0: <laughs> we, we missed it. it i didn't miss it ah, see, there were, we go i got it where we deep in it's all good
1: what matters now oh, it's so we're back we're back the premier league is we, back
0: the the fancy, fancy feet, feet boys is back. took a year off cuz <laughs> two years ago was too much not really
1: hey man life changes happen job changes happen we're in a much better place now the premier league has var which is something we deal with on a daily basis with mls so we're we're in our depth now
0: we're and we're back it's the the white edition of the fancy feet podcast
1: yeah you can't
0: see it but we're drinking tiny can beers yeah that's another change that's happened <laughs> but we haven't changed jake's by my side i'm phil we're about to talk some goddamn soccer
1: some of the fucking <laughs> prim, some of the best football on the planet, and we will start with one of the best teams on the planet, which won Champions League just recently. A couple months
0: ago. Yeah. I was going to say last year, but it's actually this year. It was. They Liverpool. literally won it in May.
1: Liverpool, Champions League winners, 4-1, uh,
0: Premier League kickoff fucking winners as well. They kicked off the Premier League by thrashing Norwich City 4-1. Uh, prehandedly.
1: First goal comes of a uh, an on goal, which is a theme throughout the opening weekend of football yeah. in the premier Premier League.
0: Mo gets on the mark, Virgil gets on the mark. I forgot who scored the uh, fourth one. Origi. Oh yeah. Our Uri- boy from Arsenal. Origi.
1: Origi takes a takes a change of clientele. Employer, I don't know what you would say, but he is still on the pitch, still scoring goals,
0: still with his, his fancy feet over on the exactly. wing. The, uh, the champions of Europe do what champions should do, and they win.
1: I will say the consolation goal for Norwich is uh, something to build on. I didn't get to watch <laughs> the entire game. I don't know how they played throughout, but it looked really good. The ball was good if they can keep vision like that throughout, you know, they'll they'll score goals. I can't promise that they'll stay up. But they'll score goals this season.
0: I mean, aspirations for Liverpool, it's title or bus. It's
1: time to win the league, yeah. You've got Champions League. Uh, missed out on the community shield. It's time to hit back at City and win win the league, get something else.
0: Speaking of those rich dickheads mm-hmm. <laughs> The city, the city, sins the uh, the quad trophy winners. Unbelievable! Four trophies in a calendar year because they won League Cup, Premier League, FA Cup, and Community Shield last week, and then thrashed West Ham at the London Stadium five nil. Unbelievable stuff from City! (laughs) Another big win from one of the another title title holder in the Premier League, the defending champions of the league.
1: Came right. out strong.
0: Raheem Sterling with a hat trick.
1: That would be, uh, again, from checking the highlight clips out on that one, that would be my takeaway from
0: everything is watch out for fucking Sterling's Fast as fuck. Speed. He'll have to make up some ground since Leroy Sané's going to be out till February with that ACL injury.
1: Is that going to put Sané off the market for, uh, for Bundesliga? Or do you think he'll still get the transfer? Their market hasn't closed hard to, quite yet, has Hard it?
0: to tell. I think they will uh, probably... I think he's at City for another season. Go away of this side of caution and not get him. <laughs> yeah. No
1: reason to waste
0: money on damaged goods, right? No. But it's Bayern Munich. Maybe they get desperate.
1: I don't know. Uh, not to dip too far into other leagues, but Renato Sanchez has
0: been playing well for them since he got back. He has... They've got a few good young pieces down there, over there in Munich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But Down over and around. Completely opposite side of the world from us. But uh, back to the Premier League, we got Bournemouth and Sheffield. I was, uh, again, tuned in late to that game, but I was highly impressed with the
0: urgency that Sheffield showed. They come uh, back, equalize late, get a point at Bournemouth. Yeah. Bournemouth. They're just going to be the the middle-of-the-road club that they usually are. Exactly. I was about to say,
1: (laughs) they're kind of gatekeepers to the league, but I think Sheffield United showed, I mean, they didn't just bust through the gate or anything, but they're standing on the doorway for sure. uh, The defensive resolve to stay up in the league may not be there, but the urgency, again, to score goals and try to get the win every game. Is absolutely there, and they were slicing
0: Bournemouth up there for a little bit there. The One end. of the newly promoted teams in Sheffield United who spent a good deal of money in transfers. If it pans out, we'll see. Who knows? We'll see. They get a they get a point on their <coughs> but their they first get, day in their first step back into the prem. They do. They get a big point at the Vitality Stadium in Bournemouth.
1: I will say, again, in very smart fashion, the play leading up to the free kick to the goal, it was just quick, it was fast, it was fluid passing, and it was a smart play to hold up the ball and go down for the free kick. I'm not one to just go down and try to get a free kick, but it was a smart, great position on the pitch. It was where they wanted to put a cross in, and they found the back of the net from it. It was great. It's what we need from
0: all newly promoted sides everybody should be trying just scrappiness yeah Um, a result i didn't really see happening uh burnley southampton burnley bust through the gate with three goals i mean and pitched the clean sheet we didn't uh again we didn't broadcast about it
1: but burnley last season we talked about them a lot they had a bunch of big wins A bunch of good
0: draws from... I think they drew City at least once, maybe. A couple of seasons ago, they were in Europa League. Yeah. Doing well. Dark Horses
1: of the League constantly (laughs) up there. Burnley would be the one to look out for for any of the top six slipping. Any of the top six slip up, Burnley very well may be right there behind you. Um, Southampton, not much out of them. Just another... Mainstay, but it might not be that way this season. I think they may be in trouble this year.
0: Absolutely, especially with a result like that right off the bat. I think they are candidates for the drop if they don't turn around, which, I mean, we're in week one, but week one results are also very telling.
1: They're very telling, and they're hard to – I mean, for the people that lose – it's hard to turn that back around and get the get the mindset going because you got to go in with the mindset that you're you're going to win every game, and then to get that knocked off, very first thing, it's got to be got to be a hard thing to turn around from.
0: And I'm surprised with Southampton going. Referring back to the Bundesliga, they have Red Bull Leipzig's old coach at Southampton, and when if anybody that keeps up with Bundesliga knows Leipzig's first year in Bundesliga, they finished fourth. So,
1: well, I mean, anybody <laughs> that keeps up with anything Red Bulls knows that they're always wanting to be top in whatever league they're in. I mean, New York Red Bulls over here is always somewhere near the top echelon. They never have just a terrible year. Leipzig's kind of the same. Uh, I can't recall any other Red Bulls names out there, but I know that they always strive for the best. So, you would think
0: that Southampton would have
1: made. Oh wow,
0: there. Yeah, technical difficulties. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the first time in about a year doing this, the computer stops recording. <laughs> yeah. No no one stretched, no one warmed up for this. We're just straight going, so is the computer. Yep. But uh, Anyway, we we're talking about Southampton and how their managers, the former manager Red Bull Lopzig and the Bundesliga how they finished fourth their first year in Bundesliga, and we expect more from a manager of, I would say, higher caliber. <laughs> I, I would think so. Any manager in the Bundesliga, I would expect
1: to do well kind of around in Europe. But uh, speaking of disappointment, let's go to Crystal Palace. Crystal
0: Palace, Everton, Everton. I uh, yeah um, and come uh, out real flat yeah i'm really excited to see uh
1: we're
0: this still going is, we're still going i don't know what's happening
1: excuse yeah, <laughs> whatever may be happening we're gonna do this as a dry run we're gonna really try to get this going get this gig up and running better next this week will be better yes absolutely <laughs> we're investing in it we may even have microphones soon but again, to the disappointment that we are and that everything Crystal Palace and Everton is. Uh really expected more from Everton. I think that their window I think they uh, did well in the in the transfer window,
0: but the They've done of well the season. past couple of years in the transfer window and would need results. The former Watford coach, Marco Silva, he needs to uh start getting some results and this was one game where he could have got one.
1: Really needed one. Um, You got to kind of think about the mindset of Zaha who definitely was looking to get out of Crystal Palace but he's still there. He's still still there playing um, Playing the team that he wanted to go to
0: in (laughs) Everton.
1: (laughs) One of the many teams that he wanted to go to it seemed like. but um, He's still there. Not that I think that he would sabotage but you got to think that that may be a weak, weak leak in the Crystal Palace chain. I don't know if maybe they need to look into subbing in another striker or what, but something something's got to be better than a nil-nil draw on the open day for sure. For sure. Uh, but, uh, one reason that the likes of Southampton and Crystal Palace aren't necessarily the most safe this year is uh, that would be Brighton's three-nil win.
0: Very impressive. Come out against a very solid. Watford team that stays mm-hmm. around the middle of the table, and Brighton Very seasoned
1: Watford team.
0: Brighton, new manager in tow, uh, really put the put the shellacking on them. Same core <laughs> of
1: players with Glenn Murray up top, but then they also added my boy Mui from Huddersfield, who dropped last season. Uh, I was highly impressed with him with the time that he had in the Premier League, and I'm glad that he's still up, and I'm glad that it's with Brighton. I don't know if he was on the pitch today or Saturday or not. I wasn't necessarily, I didn't get to watch that game. I'm highly impressed with the result though. And uh, I was highly impressed with the goals. Again, another own goal got them into the
0: lead, but then they scored two slick ones after that. Very two good goals to put Watford away. But like we say, results are telling. Could Watford recover from such a thrashing to such a team that a team that barely escaped last year in Broughton.
1: Again, yeah, Watford (laughs) is usually a mainstay, but uh, I'm always a fan of the the relegation battle, and I could see Watford down there this season. Um, I mean, Troy Deeney, he's definitely, no one gets younger. I'm not saying anything about him slowing down. I'm sure he's still hungry for goals, but... You got to think there's a change coming soon for Watford if they do tend, if they do stay up this season. So, so there's a new echelon
0: that's got to come in and take over take the helm. Something something's got to happen at Watford to spark them. But Brighton, Brighton's on I the mean, right track. It's a bright brat look. <laughs> oh the first game,
1: their first game at the MX is going to explode. I bet I'm a huge Brighton fan over here. I don't know why, but they've just stolen my heart from Alabama.
0: They're not bad. They're not bad. They're fun. I like the colors. Stadium, again, is beautiful. We talked about it earlier. Ramex, probably one of the better venues in the Premier League. Talking about
1: beautiful stadiums. Tottenham. Tottenham's new stadium. The
0: new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Like, they called it at the Tottenham. The Tottenham. Um, Quite literally, there is... I think the best feature of the stadium is the ascending grandstand that just goes to the top of, like, the roof.
1: I think they even said And it. there's
0: no split in it. It just fits, like, close to 18,000 people. It's just
1: filled with people. <laughs> uh, and they even said it in the broadcast, just bathed in golden light that shines back down.
0: It may not be great in the eyes, but it looks beautiful on the television. It was... Uh... Their first game, I believe, at the at the new digs. Absolutely was uh,
1: not the most impressive three one win though that I've ever seen. It was
0: it, it was a grind. It was a grinding three one win. Uh, Villa, the villains, the new boys, <laughs> yeah. the new old boys yeah. came out and just hit them with a overhand right hook that shook them
1: really did. It was almost as though, I the, mean, uh, Spurs were just stringing together the
0: passes. They
1: kept all the possession, but it was like their, their possession was just a pendulum back and forth, trying to lull Aston Villa to sleep, but it never happened. And like you said, they came out with a punch
0: just right to the face. The, the, the Scottish the man, first half. Scott McGinn, punched him right in the mouth with a... So long ball over the
1: top, straight to the feet, to the head first. Fashion,
0: long ball. Split the defense. Juka defender, left foot, far post, spam, 1-0 Villa. Looked fantastic. Their defense was great. Again,
1: I have better things to say about Aston Villa in their loss than I do about Spurs in their win. They had 30 shots and only seven were on goal. 30 they shots, only seven three. on
0: target, score three. Um, they... They that's doubled like 20, the passes. That's twenty percent of no. That's less than twenty. That's like nine percent of shots on target.
1: Yeah, they they doubled the successful pass rate of Aston Villa and still, you know, they they were passing around in the final third and shit like that. But they just weren't getting anywhere. they never looked just absolutely super dangerous and still. I think the late first in the
0: second half. I think it's the first half of that game. They were very Spurs were very good and shy. Kind of tell. I could see a what shot. was it clicking.
1: They may not have expected Aston Villa to be quite so stout in their defense. Maybe they thought they were going to just roll through them, but Aston Villa had a very nice block of defenders and they were really hard to against. If you want for... to give
0: player the games out to anybody, it's that Mings guy. Oh my Aston Villa who practically stood in front of Tom Heaton like the Great Wall of China.
1: He touched every – I don't think <laughs> there was a ball that came into the Aston Villa box that he didn't get a foot or a head or something on except for the first goal that just The first right goal he could
0: have – I get it, you don't want to get goal. hit in the stomach with like an 80-mile-an-hour <laughs> just laser beam shot, but yeah. –
1: it's natural reaction
0: to move, but he,
1: he was still real close to deflecting that ball. He touched, again, almost every single thing that came into the Aston Villa box. Uh, not much can be said about Spurs' defense. It wasn't just super tested today, but um, it I mean, when it did break, uh, it
0: broke fast. So that's something to be wary of in the future for sure for the Spurs. They did get caught flat-footed on the first Aston Villa goal, and then the... The new guy, Tange and Dombele scores eight. the first goal. He had an up and down game.
1: I think he looked good. He I, think, looked, I just think uh, the the Aston Villa defense was so good it made him look a little worse than what he actually showed today. His footwork was pretty good. He got the goal. He's a
0: very silky guy. Yeah. Um, only twenty two, but he's built like a eighteen wheeler.
1: Yeah, <laughs> much uh, much bigger than I thought that he was initially. Whenever I saw him, but now that he's out on the pitch next to other people, he's a much bigger, much bigger guy than I initially thought. He's a uh, he's a
0: huge dude.
1: Same, he, he's got the Josie uh, Josie Altador going on. I thought Josie was a much smaller dude until I saw him out on the pitch as well. Grab me one. Uh, yeah. But again, Spurs, Harry Kane gets two. Looks real good for them. Uh, be that Harry's back on the back on the score sheet. Maybe they can be a threat this season. But
0: oh, and something that nobody, I think maybe the announcers alluded to that Harry Kane's propensity of not scoring in August. <laughs> oh, yeah, we forgot <laughs> about broken. that. He finally
1: <laughs> scores in August. He scores twice in August, right off the
0: bat. Right off the bat. One was a kind of a deflection goal. His first one, and then Harry Kane's second was, typical. was, Harry was Kane's, typical Harry yeah. Kane. He just, <laughs> he he just kind of juggles around and then just boots one into the corner. Yep, it was great. Um,
1: Spurs, though, their real test, their real test <sighs> will be next week, next Saturday versus Man City. Are they going to be able
0: to stay in the Tops. It's going to be hard about because it after the it's game. at home. or Man City is at home. It's at the Etihad. Um, it's going to be rough.
1: Again, yeah, I don't see... Again, they I just don't have...
0: Spurs sh- can't play the first half they did against Aston Villa, against no. Man City, and expect to win. No,
1: absolutely not. That's exactly what I was about to say. Like they, I don't have enough good things to say about them to bring them into city. They didn't do enough for me, especially against a newly promoted side. They could have – they had relentless pressure. That was for sure. But part of Aston Villa's game plan was to sit back and soak it up, which they did for about 75 minutes. And beat them all, just Catch beat them over the, the
0: counterattack. They, they had a, them once.
1: They had a bunch of really good one-touch passings to go through the counterattack, and, and they were a threat every time they touched the ball and got forward. Not not necessarily a threat, but they cut them. They cut through the defense. They couldn't necessarily get into the attacking third, but the midfield was almost bypassed every time Aston Villa touched the ball. If that happens against Man City, Spurs are done. It'll be another five 0 win for City at the the Etihad. It'll be nothing for them. Yeah, Spurs midfield was
0: they picked it up. Kind of their undoing, but they had to have Christian Eriksen come on amid transfer rumors, and once he came on, the game changed.
1: They kind of shorted it up a little bit, uh, and again, you know, they came through and got the three goals and won the game, but it took it took Christian Erickson that they were kind of shunning for, from the get-go to come in and help him out. Uh, again, it just doesn't look good for Spurs. They win 3-1, the scoreline looks great, the shots looks good, but whenever you really sit down and analyze the game, it wasn't the best that the Spurs could have done. I don't think that that is how they wanted to come out of the gate. They did have to grind. Outside of the win, I don't think that's how they wanted to come out of the gate against the newly promoted side. They wanted to look more like Liverpool. Liverpool looked like they could have got six, seven on the day, but they got what they got. Spurs, they just weren't as threatening, even when they got up there to take a shot. The goalkeeper was on his game today, and they the shooting boots were missing for most of the game. So it's I just wasn't scared. Most of theme the time,
0: with Tottenham Hotspurs, that they do start the seasons very, very slow, and they pick it up right at the end. Well, they
1: talked about it after the broadcast. <laughs> well,
0: uh,
1: last season, they held on to the top spot for the first half of the season, and it was around Boxing Day when they finally fell down, and Liverpool and, and City took over the tops, and then Spurs just. They didn't flounder from there, but they fell out for a little bit. They were fifth fifth and sixth, then you know, four, five, and six fluctuated for the whole rest of the season. It was unbelievable where that, where that landed
0: at the end. But we all know where it landed. Uh, To move on, but Sunday to move on. Sunday got Sunday has a good slate of games. Um, We're actually doing something different with this week, this year's edition. We are going to cover the Saturday games on Saturday.
1: We're going to cover the previous week, so Sunday. Yeah, basically, we'll be like a week, week behind each week. There you go. We're yeah. going to preview. We're going to preview Sundays, and but then we're just going to cover the next week instead of just listing what fixtures yeah, are coming up. We're not going to instead go instead of nothing.
0: cramming yeah. everything in into an hour. It gets all <laughs> muddled. If anyone listens, <laughs> if they have any feedback as to what they would like to
1: hear, you can definitely hit us up. We'll drop a link somewhere with this where you can get in touch with us and we can better perform for you guys because it's all yeah, about our opinion and you listening to yeah, it, I suppose.
0: basically.
1: But, again, Sunday. We will preview the Sundays so we know what's on the slate. Now, and, Sunday uh, the I'm 11th. super
0: excited um, for this one. This first match, Leicester Wolves. At the King Power, uh that may that's match of the day right there. Wolves are
1: uh, Wolves are almost <laughs> set up this year to pull a Leicester back in whatever year it was they won the Premier 15, League. 15-16. Wolves looking good. Had a pretty good transfer window.
0: Their preseason looked pretty damn good. Uh, they're in Europa. In Europa League. Um, Leicester, the new manager Brendan Rodgers only improved his squad the Vardy party the Vardy is still party. there so i'm i'm excited these two teams could be the two teams to look out for did, this year. Did Do Rogers
1: you, come straight from Celtic or did he stop somewhere else before he landed I think he came, at Leicester? He came
0: straight from Celtic.
1: Yeah, and they, they've had a pretty good spell under Brennan Rogers. So if he can bring that to Leicester, maybe Leicester repeats what they did in 1516. But again, Wolves are set to repeat that for them if they slip up, especially here at the get go. I guess, I guess my
0: only concern is Leicester just sold Harry Maguire. How's the deal? How's the deal? How's Two centre back spots without England's Number. golden defender,
1: yeah, Mister Maguire. <laughs> I haven't heard any word of them signing a new centre back, so they just got to rely on the talent that they've already had. And I mean, they sold their starter, so it's
0: just a backup guy that's going to be there, as far as I'm concerned. But the uh, the game happening simultaneously, I know. In America, this is, long, America, I don't know. This is I'm going super to be a big for one. for everything Sunday. It's going to be a big one, but the Blood Fam, Arsenal, Invade, St. James Park, in Newcastle. My boy, Miggy. You've got a couple of dogs in the fight in this one. I do. We do. We've got Miguel Almiron <laughs> at Newcastle, and we've got the the new... Lamented front three of Arsenal with Oh my God, with Pepe. Lacazette, Aubameyang, and Pepe,
1: and then you got Ozil sitting. By. Well, Ozil won't play it this Sunday because of things outside of their control. That's just an insane story that's going we'll on behind see the, the scenes.
0: The new boy, Sabios in midfield. Yes, or... uh, I think.
1: I think Arsenal did really,
0: really well in this transfer window as well. I think Tierney may play at left back. Absolutely, the new signing. Absolutely, I think that.
1: I almost think, I don't see why any of the signings wouldn't start, especially considering uh, Ozil, Ozil, and Kalazniak are not going to start for sure. I don't see why we wouldn't put any of these
0: new signings in. True, and it's year two of the Unai Emery. Regime. Here,
1: state, where did he finish last year? Fifth, right? Fourth, fifth, they, sixth? I think
0: they finished fourth again. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, he comes in, he just keeps the ship right where it is, but now he gets to really imprint what he's all about
0: and get some players in. This we is saw what, we'll wh- see. what they wanted the
1: attack to be last year.
0: We'll see what they're really going to do this year. Exactly. Year two, year one was the transition. We saw flashes...
1: It couldn't. It's, it couldn't be a perfect, a more perfect start for the mother against Newcastle with the changes that they've had. They've lost Rondon. Uh, they've lost another player off the pitch. The coach is different. Everything about lost, Newcastle is uh, different this
0: season. The IOC Perez Tuka. who actually went to Leicester. Yeah.
1: But everything for Newcastle will be different this season.
0: I know among Huge. our friend group, this is the one to watch this. because everyone is eager to see what this new look Arsenal. With with the golden boy, the eighty millioner Nicholas Pepe, yeah.
1: didn't even know anything about this guy till they signed him. Super excited to see what he can do. We already know what Obama Yang can do. He uh, he has impressed in the off season. Absolutely, he got a game on, or a goal almost every game, and they all looked beautiful. Uh, Ozil played really well. Again, he's not playing this Sunday, but I can't wait to see him back on the pitch. Everybody for <coughs> Arsenal seems to enjoy being at Arsenal again which was not the
0: case at the end of Winger's tutelage. We'll just have to uh, see how this uh, Arsenal's back four always their Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that works out for them. Just
1: keep Mustafi off the
0: pitch. And maybe <laughs> <no better. laughs> That's uh... Uh,
1: Just one more thing about Newcastle. Uh, really looking forward to what Arsenal are going to do, but always hoping for great things from... Miguel Almiron. We do want to see yeah. our boy, Mickey, play real is, well. Uh, I, as far as what I've seen from Newcastle's offseason and everything else, Miguel Almiron seems to be one of the biggest bright spots for them. Hopefully he can keep being that. And uh, I know he aspires to one day be at the likes of Real Madrid and things like that. And I hope that happens for him
0: and, and maybe he can get some recognition in Newcastle. And then the main event, we closed Sunday out with the the two heavyweights, Red and Blue, Again, the Red Devils, I am just Chelsea. as excited for this. This is going to be a good one. It's going to be Christian Pulisic's debut. Manchester United is
1: what drew me into the Premier to Chelsea. League. Manchester United is the team that drew me into the Premier League. Uh, our buddies then turned me on to Arsenal. I really love Arsenal, but Man United is definitely what brought me in. And I'm it's really going, enjoying uh Oli, Oli Solskjaer, whatever Oli, name. Oli, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah. I'm really enjoying him at the helm and uh the free flowingness of what they're doing again. Like I was everyone knows I hated Jose Mourinho. I don't like him as a coach. <laughs> I don't like his tactics at all. And it definitely didn't work at Manchester United, especially with the players that he had. Maybe we can see more of an attack from Manchester United this season.
0: They and also they Luke got Harry Maguire, so their defense will be better. Should not be shored up. They still yeah. they signed David De Gea to one of the De, one of the most, world's best keepers is back again. The most doughiest contract ever. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> um,
1: I think that they did pretty well in their all they season. Are, with their
0: transfers. They are Lukakuless. Lukaku went to uh, took his talents to Inter Milan. I'm sad
1: to see Lukaku go because he was um, one of my
0: favorites, but it only opens up space. He's my favorite too, but that makes room for Rashford and the the youngster Mason Greenwood. I wasn't even thinking about Mason Greenwood. (laughs) I was thinking
1: about that also opens up space for Martial to finally perform for Manchester United. There's always talks. He he was unrested with uh, Mourinho. (laughs) That was a fact, and everyone knew that as well. He's played well under Solskjaer. He hasn't necessarily started or played every game, but he has played really well in their offseason, and I can't wait to see more from him. But what I'm most excited about out of the entire Premier
0: League this season probably would be what you mentioned earlier, Christian Pulisic. Seeing our boy, our golden boy, Christian Pulisic at Chelsea. Absolutely. Um,
1: I'm looking to people win just, the 2026 World Cup here in America and Pulisic
0: is going to be a part of that the really United States. I really don't think people understand how huge this move could possibly be Pulisic. for not only, you know, the national team, but just soccer in America as a whole.
1: Not even soccer in America. This, the more that I think about it, this move, this this particular buy for Chelsea is great for everyone because Chelsea, what do they do? They just got rid of Hazard. All right, Willian yep. is kind of your next big star, but they've never really given him a shot here. Pulisic has already made a name, so he's a built-in starlet name for Chelsea. He can do yeah. nothing but rise. I, he could
0: fall, but I don't see it happening. they got Pedro, who's scored the goal of the year so far with they've his crazy and scorpion tail goal. <laughs> it, was, it was beautiful, but uh,
1: Pulisic is set up to be the starlet for Chelsea. He's set up to be the pivot point for for soccer in the United States. He Everyone's going to want to follow in his footsteps. He's what we've been looking at for years now. As a was, model, to what we want the new United States player to be.
0: Sorry last year, but now he's Frank Lampard's. Golden Boy Didier Drongba, to put that in perspective. Absolutely, I think uh,
1: it's just got ramifications all the way around the world. Like I said, there's people, a huge
0: trickle down effect for Christian is He really fills a role success. for Chelsea.
1: Yeah, he really fills that starlet role for Chelsea. Another name to focus on for them. Uh, he's going to fill that for the United States. He's going to have other. People behind him that definitely want to follow in his and uh, Altidore yeah,
0: and, I mean, and Dempsey's that's, footsteps. And that's not a knock on like the Altidores, Dempseys, the Brian McBrides. That absolutely they scored goals in England. But. This
1: is just a new age of American soccer that Pulisic is heralding heralding in for us. And while I prefer other clubs in the Premier League, this is the perfect club for him to be at right now to make his name. Uh, again, not to dive too far out of the pre- the Premier League at all, but the United States has a lot of up-and-coming youngsters that are going to be in next World Cup and that 2026 World Cup that we're going to host with Canada and Mexico, that will be brilliant within itself but they're set up to be the stars of that and they're scattered all throughout Europe right now. It's just, it's a great time to be a
0: United States soccer fan. I think it is. There's, there's a lot of good promising young talent Pulisic is at the head of it and really his success at Chelsea is is the bar It is if he, of where we're at with US soccer if he how we've got on the, this kick of US soccer yeah. <laughs> but you know
1: but, again, if if Pulisic performs at Chelsea, it'll be a great sign for U.S. soccer. It'll be fantastic for Chelsea. That They've means got all, all the pieces bigger clubs
0: them. in England and even like the mid-tier and lower-tier clubs will start looking at U.S. talent Absolutely. and bringing those talents in, whether it be at the Premier League level, the championship level. We've got a lot of MLS. League 1, League 2 level, doesn't matter. Got a lot of MLS
1: talent that plays for the United National Team that does well and that going going overseas could only be beneficial. Can't wait to see more of it. Can't wait for Manchester United, Chelsea, going to be fantastic. It's going to be a good game. Let's go. Let's just go off the cuff. Top four.
0: Top four. Based off of. Week one, top four at the end of the season. Week one, top four. City. Liverpool. Oh, man, I'm drawing a blank. Spurs. And I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to say Chelsea rounds out in fourth. I was going to say... It's hard to
1: put a number one on it, but probably City. Liverpool again. And I was almost going to go Arsenal-Chelsea. I think... We'll find out more tomorrow, but I really think this Arsenal may turn the corner and, and surprise some people. They, even last year, we already saw how comfortable they were in the attack. If they can gain
0: some confidence in their midfield and their defense, this Arsenal will be something. To <coughs> it. It's like Cities first, and then yeah. I'm at an impasse at second and third because Liverpool and Spurs, those teams need. Despite Liverpool winning Champions League, yeah, um, they got to get a <clears> Premier League. They've got to show me that they can step up and win the games that you necessarily don't show up for. Yeah, we got. Yeah, they need to show the longevity and the consistency. But they came City out, has. played Norwich City, and. Ran a clinic, so that's what they do.
1: That's (laughs) what they need to do because I think the games that they don't necessarily necessarily show up for are those lower, lower tier competitions where they think they're going to run through them and then all of a sudden wind up with a draw, and that's where city that's where city wins. City wins those every time, and if Liverpool can't, then Liverpool will be second again this season. Again, I'm still not. I'm not impressed enough with Spurs to put them in the top uh, Spurs, four, top six for sure.
0: Spurs, that talent yeah. has been together for four to five years. We need to start seeing. Got to see. We, more. we have to have more. From we the Spurs. got. We need trophies out yeah. of them,
1: especially with the
0: likes of Harry Kane. <laughs> I mean, he got
1: two today. Uh, he could get two in every game it, as long as the pieces around him work. It just, we just need more from Spurs. Spurs. Constantly need more I don't know what it is the
0: pooch, they've had the same the
1: pooch knows what he's doing maybe, I know I don't think it's a new coach but I, maybe they just need that spark player that they wanted Erickson to be maybe they get rid of him and buy somebody to, to really put a fire in that midfield oh, they almost. almost
0: got Paolo DiBala almost at the deadline but I don't know what happened there the, yeah I don't, <coughs> I don't want to dive deep into it that was a weird situation yet but uh Weird stat, I saw it's been since 2015-16 season that a a team that's not in the Power Six finished in the top four, and that team was Leicester City. Absolutely. So... Here we go, another off-the-cuff question. Four or five teams.
1: Who's your wild card, card Leicester City, to come into the top four? My wild card is Wolves. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I would really love for it to be Brighton. I think Brighton's going to hit maybe top ten, but Wolves Wolves would be the streaking stars to go up to the top and really surprise some people for sure. Um, now, bottom of the table, who's in relegation? Who do you think is going to be in relegation at the end based off first, first weekend?
0: Uh, relegation, I think it's going to be Southampton. I honestly think Watford's going to be down there. And my third team is probably gonna be one of the newly relegated ones. I think Norwich City will be down there.
1: Haven't seen enough from Norwich. But again, I mean we're basing this off of first season, so or first game, so yeah, I could see them being down there. I wanna say I agree in Southampton Southampton and Watford. I kinda of saw them being down there last season. They kinda of picked it up a little bit, uh West Ham though. West Ham have been troubled for a while. See, West, West Ham,
0: my thing is, they, their schedule is so top-end heavy at the beginning that they're just out to, they're laid to waste after the first six games. But they made a lot of good, sensible signings. I know the Pablo Fornals, the midfielder from Valencia, who's supposed to be real good, they got him. They've signed a few strikers to replace Arnautovic. They still really got Fabianski in goal.
1: Just really wish Chicharito
0: could perform for them.
1: I don't know why. But uh, I don't know. Just West Ham have, have constantly struggled for the past few years. I could see them being down in relegation zone. I'll tell you what. That would be my wild card relegation zone pick. And Other than that. I, think I would my, almost go Southampton, Watford, Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace hasn't been super I think impressive. my Watford,
0: wild card. Zaha is what I was going to say is the only impressive thing. That my Crystal wild Palace card has. team in relegation would I. I love Eddie Howe as a coach, but Bournemouth. I was almost say. <clears throat> oh. They could be in wild card contention for that relegation zone. Who knows? I mean, we saw Sheffield United cut them up a little bit today. If,
1: whenever they if they can't shore up their defense a little bit, whenever they hit the top six, the top ten, even the top eight, they might get cut <coughs> up and lose those games, and that might be what pushes them down for sure.
0: Absolutely. Um, but all in all, from Friday today, a lot of good action, beautiful games. Yeah, absolutely. The only. Really disappointing
1: thing was Palace Everton, and that's why I would put Palace down there close the, to relegation. The league, zone. The
0: league really coming out of
1: the gate. Hot, yeah, good score lines 3 0, 3 0, 3 1, a lot of, a lot of nil, goals. Four-nil. A lot of goals. Looks beautiful. It's why we watched the Premier League. Uh, just one sub storyline to pay attention to, I believe is going to be Mike Dean's love affair with VAR this year. Oh, man. I can't wait. (laughs) I can't wait to see. This
0: is, oh, we forgot to mention that in the City-West Ham game, it's the first time a goal has been disallowed ever in Premier League history by VAR, and it was against Gabriel Jesus. Absolutely. I'm
1: kind of a fan. I'm a fan of VAR. It, it bots me in the ass, and I hate it sometimes, but overall, I'm a huge fan of VAR. I think it really makes the game be played to a higher standard, but uh, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to see how many cards that Mike Dean gets to hand out because of it, and I can't wait to see how many cards he doesn't
0: get to hand out yes, because of it. It's going to be interesting with yeah. VAR this year, because we've seen it at MLS. going to be real good. Can be real bad. It's frustrating either way. It's just a <laughs> matter
1: of which side of the ball you're on. Exactly. But uh, I, I'm glad that they're implementing it here. I, again, I do think that it holds players to a higher standard. It do, it takes
0: away a little bit of the, the humanity players. Air. It holds. It holds everybody. It holds on holds no the field. officials yeah. accountable. Everything. Mm-hmm. But that was, man, that's week one in a nutshell. That's what happened. And that's what we thought. Kind of just burned through all that. We hit the high points, low points.
1: We can't wait till tomorrow. We're going to
0: sit around and watch some more. We'll see some more of the prim three, for sure. And we'll be back three next real great Saturday. games tomorrow. And we'll be back next Saturday to cover that and Saturday's action. Absolutely. Until then, though, fancy feet. We're exactly, done. fancy feet. We're done. Shout out Atlanta United. They play Sunday against what, New York CDFC. Absolutely, Wednesday. we hope to be lifting the Campiones Cup Wednesday. Against Team America from Liga Max.
1: Be super interesting if you if you have access to anything. Atlanta United definitely check it out. We love lifting trophies here. And we hope to lift another one Wednesday. We hope to lift another one at the end of the month, the 27th. I believe it is a Tuesday. USA
0: Open Cup. Absolutely. Bam. Check it out. We will. But other than that, crack a claw for the law. We'll be back on Saturday. (laughs) That's a terrible inline. I'm not going to use that No, I love it. (laughs)
1: Fancy Feats
0: out. We're out.